Welcome back to 24's podcast. Uh, I know it. I'm, I'm a little bit late on the second podcast episode. I'm not going to... I always tell myself not to overreach, like not to defy your expectations and have lofty goals and dreams and stuff like that. And I really shot myself in the foot again by saying, you know what? I'm going to make a podcast every day. And then I literally... That next day and... For almost a week, I, I didn't make a podcast. I think the podcast that I made was uh, was on Monday. It's Friday now. Yeah, I'm bad. I really, really, I know. I know I'm bad. And I there's nothing more to say except I apologize. I'm just going to release a podcast when I can. That's it. Discussion over. Let's continue. There's been some really, really great stuff going on in the past couple of weeks with the NBA and with gaming. And really... It's come to a head this week. Really, really important week. Even though I I screwed the pooch on the podcast, I didn't screw the pooch completely because you have video game news that I'm going to be talking about first. I talked on Monday about Cyberpunk 2077 and how I was like, you know what, let's start off the podcast with a bang with Cyberpunk 2077. It was more like a whimper. Well, today, I'm going to defy expectations. I'm going to talk about GTA 6 some of the leaks that have come out recently this week. And I'm going to talk about Cyberpunk 2077. That's the gaming part of this podcast. If you don't know about this podcast, it is both a video gaming podcast and also a sports podcast as well. So we're going to like cover both of those two aspects because I'm really, really passionate about video games. I'm also really, really passionate about sports. But on the sports side, U.S. women's team, absolutely dominated the British. I loved, by the way, that the French were talking so much trash and they were like, we're going to root for the British. The British, we hope that the British wins and the and the Americans lose. And they absolutely hate the British. I love that we've become the new British towards the French. So, spoiler alert, the British lost. Of course, they're going up against America on the week of 4th of July. Worst week to schedule the World Cup. We're going to dominate every single team this week, including the Netherlands. I see you. We got the Knicks with, <laughs> man, Nick, Nick fans, Nick fans cannot catch a freaking break. The Knicks losing Kevin Durant and Kyrie and Kawhi. How the frick do you not try and get Kawhi? Apparently they were just like, eh, we don't want Kawhi. We just want to keep losing forever and making our New York Nick fans depressed. But yeah, that's that, that's what the, that's what was going on with the Knicks. They couldn't even get DeAndre Jordan. They didn't get Anthony Davis. How are the Knicks not getting anybody? Even Patrick Beverly, like a like a free agent that everyone was like, oh okay, that's a free agent that people want to go after. They didn't get him. I don't even know who they got. But that also happened this week on top of the women's United States team winning. New York Knicks being just absolutely horrific. I'm going to talk about that later on. Also, Cowboys news. Ezekiel Elliott being let off easy. Excuse me, being let off fairly by the NFL because the guy flopped. And much, much more of this podcast, we will be first getting into, obviously, the gaming aspect. And you know what? I should retitle my podcast, not 24's podcast, 24 and his AC podcast, because this thing, what's it at right now? It's been at 81 degrees. I took a shower, right? 
and, and it was like a sauna in there. It was probably like 115 degrees. I, I was hot boxing the crap out of that. I was sweating my behind off. It was getting hard to breathe. I have water and I have ice cream on my desk right now to help me cool off because of how freaking hot it is in this, how, how hot I am currently and how hot it is in this room. It's 81 degrees in here. So if you hear me periodically drinking water, it's because I'm dehydrated. But I don't, I don't know what's wrong with my AC. I'm going to complain about it until um, I do something about it. But first, on to gaming. I have an article here. In fact, I have two articles. One of which is from Games Radar. Excuse me. Both of which are from Games Radar. One of which is talking about GTA 6. Now listen. We know how successful GTA 5 has been. If you don't know, GTA 5, specifically GTA Online, really successful. Cons what's it called? Uh, it's that stupid EA term that they made. It's games by progress or games by... It, it, it's pretty much uh, games as a service. There you go. That model that EA employs and, some, and for some weird reason they, they cannot get it right, the games as a service model. Rockstar has actually done a pretty good job is getting the, G the games as a service model correct in GTA Online. And not to mention that how many billions upon billions of dollars that they've earned with GTA Online. They've also just... GTA 5 has gone gangbusters. And Rockstar, they just... They sell games like hotcakes, man. Red Dead Redemption 2 had like 700 and, and like 70-something million dollars in its opening weekend. That never happens, ever, ever. Oh no, excuse me, it does happen unless you're Marvel's Endgame, the Avengers Endgame, excuse me. That's the only other time that pretty much just, I think Endgame earned like a billion or something. Like, oh, okay, fine. Endgame's the only one that, that, that but that's like a, a 10 year process. My point is earning that crap load of money, 776 million never happens. And Rockstar did it with Red Dead Redemption 2, and they did something ridiculously similar with GTA 5. And it's just, they're going to sell this game like hotcakes, GTA 6. There's been some leaks, apparently, about the development of the game. Let me take a swig of water. I'm already getting lightheaded. I'm talking about some super hot fire! GTA 6. Headline. New GTA 6 leaks say the game is set in 70s slash 80s Brazil. Inspired by Netflix's Narcos and it's next gen only, as it should be. Listen. This is no surprise coming from Rockstar. Do you want to know why it's no surprise? There's some articles, there's some interviews by the uh, one of the creators of GTA, not GTA, Red Dead Redemption 2. Last year, a couple of weeks before the game was released, he was like, listen, I'm so much more happy that we're releasing a game set in the wild, wild west over the modern day horrific political environment that has, that everything is a negative political statement. Like, you know, what, 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 what is it? A girl in a bikini? Is it? That's sexist. That's ridiculous. You're contributing to the pain. Like, there's a lot of, it's a politically charged environment. There's outrage culture. There's cancel culture. They just didn't want to have to deal with that. I concur. I don't want to have to deal with that, which is why I very, very rarely talk about politics. 
That's why I only pretty much talk about video games. But there's some pretty interesting stuff that's been leaked about this 70s, 80s inspired Netflix's Narcos. Uh, the entire article goes into great detail. I'm going to read portions of it. Doggone it. I really wish I had done better, a, a better job of this. But pretty much, the game is set in both Brazil and like a redefined Rio de Janeiro. And it's also in, I think, Vice City. I think that's GTA's version of Miami. If you don't know what Vice City is, it is, or, or the game, I think, that accompanies Vice City. It's GTA Vice City. Like, GTA, Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories. No, Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories was the PSP tie-in game. But Vice City is a very, very popular city within the GTA series, even though I think the last time that we saw it was on the PS2. That should tell you how popular it is of a city. And Vice City is like an allure. It captures that really like palm trees, neon themes that you get with Miami. Rockstar always does a great job at recreating iconic cities. And I, I'm really, really happy that we're going back to Vice City, but apparently it's going to be played in chapters like Red Dead Redemption 2. Excuse me. And you go in between both Vice City and Brazil. And the interesting thing is, there's some conflicting reports here where in one leak, there's been two leaks that's been leaked on Reddit. One leak is saying that you're going to play as a male, not a female one playable protagonist. That's essentially one Redditor saying. The other one is you are a police officer and a gang member in this Narcos, essentially, which I think is more correct. Uh, if anything shows, well, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2, it didn't have you playing multiple playstyles, but I also think that they do want to you know, recreate and rediscover that gameplay element of being able to go in between different characters especially with unique perspectives of playing as a police officer and playing as a narcos member but some really interesting things in some of these leaks is that they've taken some game mechanics from red dead redemption 2 like the saddlebag for example if you don't know the mechanic of the saddlebag in red dead redemption 2 it's all about you being able to get weapons from your horse's saddlebag because you don't have an armory of guns on you. You have two rifles, two pistols, a knife, and that's pretty much it. You can pull a stick of dynamite out from your butt, but that's pretty much it. You don't have a full arsenal of weapons that you can just hot swap whenever you want to. You have to go back to your horse, go to your horse and be like, hey horse, give me my weapon. I want my weapon. And uh, he, your weapon appears from the saddlebag it's somewhat a pain in the behind to manage the saddlebag sometimes but it's also a really really cool and really intelligent game mechanic to keep some things fresh and i like that they're doing that in gta 6 where it's essentially your car because every narcos has to have some type of a saddle or not a saddle but some type of an iconic car excuse me so you go into the trunk of your car like you would obviously and you would pull out some type of weapon of your choosing and be able to go use that or weapons excuse me of your choosing and be able to go fuck some shit up as you do in grand theft auto let me take another swig of my water by the way i would hate to do this i'm probably going to have to get an, another bottle of water i've just ran through this i knew i should have had two 
But I was like, eh, I'll, I'll tough it out. I'm not toughing it out. I'm struggling here. Also went for a workout today. Great workout. Went to the park. 100 degree, like 105, 106 degree weather, man. It was hot as hell outside today. And I went in. I did 20 pull-ups. Like pretty, 20, uh, 20 dead hang, like knee chest raises. I don't know. I don't know the exercise. It's pretty much where I'm in a dead hang and I raise my knees to my chest, sweat my behind off. I got super dehydrated. I hot boxed in my car, not with weed. I just sat in my car and I didn't turn on the turn on the ignition until I was like, I'm, I, I was done messing around with my phone. I don't necessarily like to text while driving. I'm responsible, but I'm a little bit dehydrated, as I said before. But some other interesting aspects of GTA 6 is that you have the ability to build your own narcos drug drug cartel. I'm a little bit iffy on some of the details, but one of my favorite things about a lot of GTA games is that you play as a gangster. There's not a lot of games that really incorporate playing as an actual gangster uh, very well. I think Mafia 2 does a great job of it where you play as obviously a mafioso. Uh, Mafia 3, completely different story. But I really, really like playing as a gangster because it gives a really, really interesting insight on criminality that we don't necessarily get to explore except in TV and in books. And I feel like gaming is like the best perspective to tackle that type of a subject of narcos and of drugs and gangs and stuff like that. And you build apparently a drug empire very, very similar to the Vice City stories, except a little bit bigger, according to the Reddit leak. Uh, leak. Apparently it's supposed to be very, very similar to GTA Online, except dial it up to 10. I have no idea what that means. I, I got into GTA online early, but it, it was when it was pretty freaking broken. So I quit and I've just never gone back to it ever before, ever again. So there's going to be a lot of really, really interesting things with this game. Apparently, hold on. And, and this is from the other side of the leak. And I'll, I'll read you this. I think this is about <clears throat> the uh, the the story with the main with with the splits between the drug cartel protagonist and the police officer. The main story splits after a while. The criminal side has a sort of a sandbox build a crime empire thing. Fallout 4 meets The Sims, while the police side is more of a traditional action game with a little twist of LA noir. I knew that would get you excited. LA noir. Rockstar's critically acclaimed detective police officer video game really a lot of the mechanics I, I think that was one of the games first games that had mocap motion capture in it uh before that it was a bunch of weird i i don't know what people did before motion capture but rockstar was one of the first developers to really really use mocap motion capture and really really implement that into one of their games they did an excellent job of it people loved i still love la noir but you haven't really seen some of those detective mechanics be used in their game. And I think that it makes a lot of sense. Like some of these leaks, uh, some of these leaks have conflicting reports. Like one leak says you only play as one character and that's the drug cartel person. The other is you get to play as multiple characters. But both leaks, they make a lot of sense. Like I would, I would not be surprised to see 
if they do implement that aspect of, uh, of a mechanic into the game. The L.A. Noir crime detective, you get to search around a crime scene and things of that nature and try and figure out what's going on within the game. Rockstar Games is on their path. They keep just creating some of the best games of the decades, man, of the past couple of decades. Just keep killing it. I think the game... When was the last GTA? You know what? It's, tw it's 2019. Shroud was talking about this um, on his podcast. Not on his, Oh, my God. On his stream... I don't know if it was a week or two ago. I don't know how long it's been. He was talking about Raw. Let me make sure that my information is correct here. Let me just look this up really, really quickly. <clears throat> yeah, so it's like two weeks ago. Two, three weeks ago. He was talking about Raw, which is kind of like a, a, a in-develop, or I think it's a Kickstarter game where it's supposed to be like this, it's a ridiculously, I, it's an ambitious game, to say the least. I'm not going to destroy it just yet. I don't want to be that guy that's like, I don't think this game is going to be great or whatever. But you know what? It's definitely going to be a really, really difficult game to pull off, to, you know, to make. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a long development. I don't know who's on the dev team. I don't know if, so, if it's someone from CD, not CD, uh, Rockstar Games. But it's going to be a hard game for them to create. But Shroud was talking about Raw, and he was talking about GTA 6, and he was talking about how, essentially, GTA 6 may be released around 2022 and 2023, around there. I think so as well. Not just because Shroud says it, but because of the timing. Some developers, they do have that really, really... They, they have that model. We don't make games or we don't release games until they're finished. Blizzard has kind of, like, slacked on that a little bit and other developers of, like, like Bioware have kind of slacked on that as a, a little bit as well. But Rockstar, they're their own company. They make hundreds of millions of dollars. They can do whatever they want. They're, they're financially free. They don't have to... They're, they're not under the control of some big AAA developer or publisher, even though I think they are owned by Take-Two. They don't care. They, they do whatever they want. And it wouldn't surprise me if they were like, listen, Red Dead Redemption Online is, it's a slow process right now. We're in, we're almost coming up on our first year and it's definitely not where we want it to be. GTA Online is still going strong, right? We don't need to, to kill a good thing going up for because once we, once we release a new game, we're going to obviously have a bunch of physical sales, but the thing that we want most are those digital sales that we get from people playing the game continuously over and over and over again. And you know what? I don't think that they're going to get that if they release the game within the next two years. I think they want to try and hit it for like two, like three, maybe four years. So I do think like um, 2020 and 2023. And the timing. You have to remember that GTA 5 was released in September 17th, 2013. 2013 and a lot of people loved it a lot of people wanted to play it and it wouldn't surprise me if they were like let's release it 2023 just to kind of match up just for just for that perfect timing and then on top of that i think the new consoles they're going to be out in um in 2020 
like the holiday season. So you have like a couple of years to test the market. You understand the technology. You really, really make sure that like, I, I don't know what the dev cycle is for Rockstar Games, but I would assume that they're trying to get some mechanics done, get the story done, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, make sure that they have a lot of things just maybe not ready to go, but they have an idea of what they want to do following the release of Red Dead Redemption 2 last year. But it wouldn't surprise me if they were like, all right, we got the new hardware, we got the PS5 or whatever the Xbox is going to be called. We got those two gaming systems down and now we're going to move up and over. Now we're going to continue forward. Now we're going to do some things different and better after we understand what's going on with those two consoles. So GTA 6 looks like it's in good array. GTA, uh, Rockstar keeps killing the game. But CD Projekt Red, man. CD Projekt Red, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. With Cyberpunk 2077. Cyber, I've been playing, by the way, a lot of The Witcher 3. Playing a lot of it because I, I've been planning on making a video of it. Uh, I have not been incredibly lazy. Like, I'm, like, I did watch the entirety of Stranger Things, the newest season. I watched it, literally. It came out yesterday, I might add. I finished it, like, a couple of hours ago. Great third season. Phenomenal. I, 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 I don't know if it's it or not. I don't know if it's it. But that was probably their best season. They did. Oh, man. They did such a great job on that season. But I did finish that season. And while I was watching that season, I was, wa I was playing like maybe like 20 plus hours of The Witcher 3. And capturing a lot of footage for it. And as I was playing The Witcher 3, I kind of just went back and I went back into that mindset of, what makes this game so damn good? Why am I putting in 100 plus hours of gameplay back into the game? And it constantly reaffirmed my beliefs of why this game is one of the best games ever made. And it was just constantly, it's just a really, really well-designed game. What works, works incredibly well. The story is great. There is this scene in the game with Triss and Geralt. I don't know. Let me look this up. I wonder who picked who. Because I've seen like some conflicting reports, like a lot of people, I, I think, you know, I think a lot of people picked Triss. I don't think a lot of people picked Yennefer. I picked Triss again. I can't stand Yennefer for some weird reason. I like Triss. And you want to know the interesting thing? Here's the thing, right? CD Projekt Red made Triss and Geralt's love story so much more connecting with the audience like Geralt very very rarely shows any type of an emo any type of emotions he's been pretty much purged of emotions there's very very few times where so when he does like raise his voice or or show his temper or show that he's moody it's very very noticeable because he never does that he has that melodrone that raspy voice that he always used to talk in I can't do a Geralt voice very well but he he has a very very specific tell when he's emotion when he's filled with emotion and you can see that being with Triss is very very emotional for him like he he relies on her heavily and you don't really see that with Yennefer I'm sorry you don't maybe if you read the books yeah sure you read the books but I'm talking about the game in Triss in Geralt it, it's Triss and Geralt till I die hashtag Tregeralt 
And I was looking at that moment that he had with Triss and Dijkstra and Vernon Roach and Thalog. I don't know how to say his name. He's pretty much Scottish or Irish or played by someone who's Scottish or Irish. Great character. Funny character. And all of these other characters and all of their other side quest missions. <coughs> Excuse me. And it just comes to a culmination of just they know how to make a really, really great game. And I come to find out this week the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 headline alert. Cyberpunk 2077 has three different origin stories for your characters. And oh god, choosing which one is already tricky. We're going to read part of it. I know this podcast is 24 minutes. Whew. And we already got to talk about the Knicks. Zeke. We got to talk about Kawhi. By the way, I'm on Kawhi Watch like everyone else. I'm refreshing. I'm refreshing. I, I there, there's he, he hasn't made a decision yet. So I'm on Kawhi Watch. I'm refreshing Google. Google isn't telling me Jack. No one's telling me anything. Everyone's speculating. So I'm going to come back after I get... And we got U.S. Women's National Team to talk about because I'm going to talk some mess with the U.S. Women's Teams. And we got Zeke. Up next, I'm going to mute my, my microphone. I'm going to get some water. I'm going to drink some water. I'm going to come back. I'm going to eat some of my ice cream to help me cool down. Then I'm going to heat back up again. Do not leave. Because I'll be back in a couple of minutes. A dehydrated 24 is no more. I'm rehydrated. I'm a little bit cooled down. I got all the resources that I need to push through this podcast. Boy, I'm feeling great. I'm ready to attack it. I'm ready to go back at it. So let's get back into it. Talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Talking about how 
it has multiple beginnings, not endings. I think I, I always get it wrong. I get, I get something wrong all the time. It's not multiple endings. It's multiple beginnings, meaning that they're origin stories. You can go in. You can select. Let me read you the article in its entirety. I'm going to try and skim through some stuff. I'm not going to read you a bunch of paragraphs. I feel like that's a little bit condescending. But here we go. Here's a direct quote from the lead quest designer, Paul. It's spelled P-A-W-E-L. I'm going to call him Paul. I'm going to call him Sasko. Sasko says that the player in Cyberpunk 2077 can create a custom character that has one of three origin stories that we call Life Pass. You can be Nomad, Corpo, or Street Kid. Each of that Life Pass has a different starting location and story background that are strongly connected with the origin story. Anything more I say can reveal too much from the story, so I will leave it like this. With those three, and that's the end of the quote, by the way. What those three origins, origins could specifically mean is anyone's guess I have a pretty educated guess, but let's continue with the article. But as we have a vague knowledge of the world of Night City, it's possible to take an educated guess at what the Nomad, Corpo, or Street Kid origins could be. Nomad, okay, so again, not going to con be condescending. You can, again, figure it out for yourself as well as Games Radar did. Nomad, pretty much you're a wanderer across the post-apocalyptic version of the United States. Cyberpunk 2077 takes place in Night City. I think it's like a cross between L.A. I think it may be in L.A. or San Francisco. It's supposed to be pretty much like a huge metropolis that has a dirty underbelly. It has, uh, you know, the corporations of the city that are using and abusing the citizens. And you are either a nomad, someone who's again crossing the United States, the desert version of it, the post-apocalyptic desert version of it. You're a corpo, which... Let me look at what that means. Let me just make sure. On to Corpo. This is from Games Radar. It's possible this life pass has something to do with the powerful corporations that thrive in Night City. I think it pretty much means, and that, that's kind of what I thought myself. I just wanted to see if they had any more insight. But I think what it can also mean, being Corpo, is meaning that you are pretty much born from a place of high power and of high class and of high society. If you remember, if you didn't catch last my last podcast episode, you should have caught it. But if you didn't, guess what? I'll summarize it for you. I talked a little bit about Cyberpunk 2077, and I went on Cyberpunk 2077's Twitter. And they have these three character, or not three characters, but they have like these different type of societies that you can join that are really, really interesting and specific. Let me, let me pull it up here in a second, right? Hold on. Here we go. In one of those societies, it's called the Neo-Kish, right? And I think this ties into your origin story as well. And its, and, and its theme is style and substance. And there's other themes as well, like the, um, like the, like the en entrop entropism, the Kish, the neo-militarism and the neo-kish, right? And each one of them is like style over substance, substance over style, 
the neo kish is substance and style meaning that you you have like rich you have power but you're also cool like the neo militarism i think is all about power and having yeah it's substance over style that's its slogan whereas the neo kish baby i mean they the the there's a, a man and a woman the lady the woman has like a leopard on a leash the neo militarism the people who believe in substance over power or su substance over substance over style they're like in they they look boring they look boring they're black they have not they're not black oh god that's bad <laughs> they're wearing black clothing and behind them is like these big skyscraper buildings that pretty much represent the vast corporations so i talked a little bit about that last podcast episode and it's pretty much, I, I think it can extend to this, that the neo-kish, the neo-militarism, they all tie into your origin story. And I think where you may be in society, I think that's an interesting aspect where it's like you get to pick where you, where you are and where you essentially want to start off with. Obviously, I'm pretty vain, so I kind of want to be a part of the neo-kish, the people with style and substance. Maybe that's not vanity, but... I, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what the Neo-Kish is all about. But also, I do I do want to be an interesting... I want my character to be interesting. Like every other person on the planet, they want their character to be interesting. And I think that depending on what we see in the next demo, that's supposed to be... It's July right now. At the end of August, early September is when they're going to release their new gameplay that they showed off at E3. Depending on how good that looks, I think we'll I think we'll know what CD Projekt Red has in store for us when it comes to some of the gameplay elements because you do they do take you through character creation, which this like as a gamer it frustrates me that no one is talking about character creation and everyone wants to talk about the politics of the game, but I don't I don't have any of the information about the um the the actual gameplay of the character creation which kind of sucks. So that's it for the video gaming aspect of <clears throat> of this podcast we got a lot again it's five it's five o'clock why hasn't he made the announcement yet yet dog on it Kawhi. we're all waiting on you Kawhi has it apparently narrowed down to the lakers and the raptors listen if he goes to the lakers it's a wrap the lakers win the nba championship lebron kd Kawhi. I mean, they, they pretty much only have to fill out the bench and they win. And they still have a pretty good bench. They have Kyle Kuzma. Come on now. That's my last and my first bottle of water. I got a second one on deck. I got my ice cream ready to go. But, I mean, I, let me refresh my page. Maybe Maybe he did it. Maybe he did it. Nope. Still the same stuff. But I mean, Ka Kawhi, I, it's five o'clock. I don't want to. I don't want to have this podcast be forever. But it's like, when, when are you going to release it? You can't release it. it. It can't be too late. It's five o'clock, man. Everyone's home from work. Kawhi, what are you doing, man? You're killing me. Because I, I guarantee you, once I turn off my podcast, he's gonna he's gonna release. Once I'm done recording, he's gonna release where he's going. But that's something that I can't control. I'm not in Kawhi's ear. I can't be like, hey, bro. Got a podcast, excuse me. Excuse me. Got a podcast. You know, I want to release 
where you're going. But you got to tell me. You got to release it. want to talk about it on the podcast. Not cool with Kawhi like that. Who I am cool with? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> I don't know any of these. I don't know any of these professional athletes. But the Knicks, man. Oh, man. I, I don't know what to say. I look at this in a, such a depressing manner. Because it literally puts all Nick like the Knicks back at square freaking one. They go all the way back to square one again. Like they don't have Porzingis, right? They missed out on Zion. They don't have KD or AD. So they're literally what they did. When did they get Porzingis? Let me look up when whenever they did Porzingis. Got Porzingis. This is when Phil Jackson was still like the GM of the team. When did he? He's 23. When did he get drafted? Hold on. I think in 2015. So they're pretty much going to have to. Really? Hold on. He won the Euro Cup in 2015, where at age 18, he became the youngest recipient. The following summer, he declared for the NBA draft where he... Okay, so it is, I think, in 2015. So the Knicks are pretty much going to have to rewind the clock back four years. And, oh my God, the Knicks are such a terribly run organization. They have two 500 win seasons, winning seasons, in 14 years. How is that even possible? How is that even possible? I, I, I don't I don't get that I don't get that man that is like that is an unbelievably large stretch of dad to be to have two 500 seasons or two 500 plus seasons in 14 years that's unbelievably horrible and you know what the Knicks can't get any free agents now they can't get them Everyone's already given their their two cents. Let me put mine in to add to the pot. The Knicks aren't getting any free agents. I, You know what? The Knicks have dug themselves a hole that I don't know how they get out of. And I saw how many championships that the New York Knicks have won. They've only won two in like God knows how many years. They're, they're a really, really popular team. But it's not like they're the Spurs where they have five championships. Imagine if they had like... Five, or, or not five, but four. Like, I would get some of the outrage, but I'm like, wait a second, you guys have only won two championships in, like, how long have you guys been in the NBA? Like, 40, 50, 60 years? Nineteen forty-six. That's a long time to only get two championships. NBA championships. 1970 and 1973? Everyone talks about the garden. The garden's the place to be. You know, like everyone, what's that guy, Mark Jackson? He always talks about the garden. Like it's this holy sanctimonious garden of Eden for for basketball or something like that. I'm from Texas. I've never been to Madison Square Garden. I know it's a great place to watch basketball, but Jesus Christ, the team that plays there sucks. How do you win? Like, like they have, they have come close to winning championships, but 1973, 1970, 
You haven't done squats since the 70s. Whew, man. You guys got a lot, like, and, and when you think about it, when did they get into the NBA? Let me, let me do some, let me do some research on this. So it was in the Basketball Association of America, which became the NBA in 1949. They didn't win a championship in almost 30 years. God damn. When they joined the NBA in 49, they didn't win a championship in almost 45 years. They haven't won a championship in almost 50 doggone years. Right? I'm not tripping on that. Yeah, almost 50 years. Jesus Christ, man. That's a long-ass time to be losing basketball games. Rich Eisen said something interesting this week. He said about the Knicks, of course. He said that the Knicks aren't going to be as popular anymore because the new fans, the younger fans in New York, they're not going to have the same memories that they that he had with the Knicks because they're going to be like, oh, I want to watch KD and Kyrie in, in, in Brooklyn in the Barclays Center. What? What's the Barclays Center? What's, what's a Barclays? I think it's an airplane organization. What's the Barclays? I sound real ignorant right now. Hold on. The Barclays is a plane, right? an investment bank. <laughs> I think. What did I think it was? Um, it's the Emirates. I thought it was the Emirates, the Fly Emirates. <clears throat> yeah, it's based in Dubai. I thought that they were the Emirates. They they weren't. Jesus Christ. People are gonna be like, I want to see. I want to see the Nets now. I don't want to see the Knicks. People aren't going to be Knicks fans anymore. People are gonna be. Nets fans. Who knows? Maybe in the next couple of years, the Nets... Have the Nets won anything? Listen, I'm from Texas, right? I'm from Texas. And even I know that the Brooklyn Nets aren't really a New York basketball team. Even I know that. Brooklyn Nets. I'm a terrible typer as well. Yeah, haven't done squat. When did they join the NBA? The team was established in 1967 as a charter for the NBA, for the NBA's rival league, the ABA. Um, I think they got into, during this time, the Nets won two ABA championships in, 90, in 1974 and 1976, around the same doggone time that the New York Knicks won one. In 76, the ABA merged with the NBA, so they, they've been losing for a good 50 years as well. Damn, I feel, I feel bad for some of these teams, for the, some of these fans, man. How the frick do you lose for, like, 50 goddamn years? 50. You don't have any good players. You didn't have any good coaches. I know they had Kevin Garnett. I know they had him. For like a short amount of time, but it's like, good lord, man. Could you and, and I think it was on I think he was on the tail end of the career, but it's like, Jesus Christ, man, you guys can't get anybody? Anybody. It's doggone New York City. You can't get anyone to play for you in New York City? 
New York City. Come on, man. Excuse me. Now the Nets have done that. The Knicks have not. They're, they're still doing God knows what. I don't know what the Knicks are doing. Apparently, they didn't even... They, they didn't... This is what blows my mind. They didn't try and get KD. Bad decision. Don't know why they didn't do that. They didn't try and get Kawhi. What? Those are the two top free agents. If you want to make something happen, if you want to go to the playoffs, if you want to make a splash, if you want to start winning basketball games, you got to get somebody. Some people, at least. They don't want to do that. Let me take a swig of my ice cream. Getting a little bit hot. Getting a little bit hot to hot. A little bit hot to hot. What's that song? Hold on. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up as I drink my ice cream because it's pretty much melted at this point. Hold on. Just so you know what I'm talking about. Here it is. Oh, wait. Nope. Hold on. Here we go. Dog going in, is it hot in here? I feel like an athlete in the fourth quarter. I'm like Manning or Brady about like this is for all the marvels here. I'm so dehydrated. I'm so tired. I I, I want to take a nap. I want to finish this podcast. I want to get it out. I love doing this. It is eighty. It's you know what? How long have I been? I've been listen. I've had my AC on eighty on seventy six for almost two, three, four hours. God knows how long it's been. Want to know the current degrees in my room right now? It's still on 81. It's been 81 for almost two, three hours. I don't know why it's so freaking hot in this room. But it is. But I like, <laughs> I had to do like, I had to like, just, I have a spoon, right? I, I had to, I had to like finish my ice cream stupidly quick. So I had to take my spoon. I had to like, the ice cream is melted, but it's still really, really cold. I had to like spoon it. Like if you ever watch Ezekiel Elliott, that's pretty much what I just had to do. I had to like spoon it all in my mouth. I had to wash it down with some water. It was actually very, very good. 
and quenched my thirst and got me re-energized back in the podcasting mode. Fourth quarter coming up. Can 24? Can he bring it home? Let's see. Um, I don't know where the Knicks go from here, man. This is this is like code red, alpha blue, DEFCON 4. Def, what's what's the worst DEFCON? What's the worst one? What's the, the what's the worst? DEFCON what? DEF Def, is, is it DEFCON 5 or is it DEFCON 1? It's de- We're at DEFCON 1 here, all right? We're not at DEFCON 5. We're at DEFCON 1, all right? Knicks, the, I, listen, the Knicks are just used to getting bullied by James Dolan. They're just like, we can't, we can't do anything. I can't get out of this situation. We're in. We can't get out of this situation. What do you want for us to do? We can't, we can't buy the team. He has, he owns the team. What do you want us to do? Sit around and hopefully he releases the team and hopefully someone buys the team and hopefully we become better in like 20, 30, 40 years? That sounds like a terrible plan. Excuse me. But I have no, I, I don't know, like, I, I don't know how they're going to win championships. I don't know how they're going to win championships. Like, how, how do, okay, so let me, let me, let me break the Knicks free agency history down. A lot of people have already done this, but this is like, they lose out on LeBron, KD, AD, DeMarcus, uh, DeMarcus Cousins. They're about to lose on him twice. They lost Porzingis. They may not get Kawhi. They're not going to get Kawhi. They miss out on Zion. But what is going on in New York? What is going on there? How can a city that has that is above average in so much stuff be absolutely under average at literally all of their sports teams, maybe besides the Giants, when they were winning Super Bowls. But even the Giants, their record was like 9-7 and seven when, when they beat the Patriots. Jesus Christ, man. I just, ah, man. New York teams, they actually get me depressed. And I love New York City. I love it to death. It's a great city. Jesus Christ, man. How are their teams this bad? It's everyone. Maybe besides the Yankees, but I like the Yankees, they had a stretch of success. But it's like, Jesus Christ, like, how are you this bad? The Jets, the Jets, oh my good, the Knicks and the Nets. It's like Pandora's box was opened up on the island of Manhattan and spread out to all five boroughs in New York City. And they just, just marinated in your sports teams. Except for the Yankees, apparently. When the Yankees were actually winning championships and stuff like that. The Jets suck. The, the Knicks, they suck. They, they, in, in the words of Rich Eisman and certain New Yorkers, they stink on ice!
The Nets, they may be good, but they still suck. Want to know why you still suck? You haven't won a championship in almost 50 years! And I, 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 I just think of how bad of a situation the Knicks are in. They're starting out at, at, at square one. Four years have gone by and they've done jack all. Jack all. This makes me want to cry, man. I'm not even a New York Knicks fan. I feel bad for all those New York Knicks fans that have to go through some of this stuff. Thank God I'm a Cowboy fan. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's pretty funny that a Cowboy fan is saying that. I'm like, I'm a Cowboy fan. I, listen, I wasn't born during the last Super Bowl run, but it's like at least I have, at least we go to the playoffs every now and again, but it's like we haven't won a championship in 20 plus years. Really, almost 30 years, to be honest with you. Oh, man. I should have said, doggone it, at least I'm a Spurs fan. That would make so much more sense. It's like, hey, at least we go to the playoffs every single year. We have five championships, 20 years. Our last championship was in 2014. What are you going to do about it? Super excited for this weekend. I'm such a huge supporter of all America. By the way, fucking happy fucking birthday. America. God damn it. I really wanted to make a podcast. Something came up on the 4th, man. But a fucking happy fucking birthday, America. You deserve it. Thank you. All the veterans. Kicking it. Absolutely slaying it. Protecting our freedoms. You know what? I had... I, ser seriously. I had a moment of self-reflection uh, yesterday during the 4th of July. Where I was like, all of this was possible... All of my, my ability to do whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want, for good or for bad, all of that is due to people who I will never meet, but I am eternally grateful and thankful for. Those people that I'll never meet, veterans in the, the armed forces, soldiers, marines, airmen, and sailors, all those men and women of the armed forces, making tremendous sacrifices, both physical and mental, and their families making absolutely tremendous sacrifices. And I'll never meet every single one of them, and I'll never be able to thank every single one of them for their service, their selfless service. I wear, I was an ROTC in college, and I wear this dog tag that I got from ROTC. It's one of my most prized possessions. I wear it every single day. And on it, it has the army values and the, uh, the warrior ethos. And it really helps keep things in perspective with, um, with, with what people have to do. Or not even have to do, but want to do. Because people don't get drafted anymore, right? Let me pull it off really, really quickly. Hold on. The army values, as, you know, as it states, it has, uh, on the dog tag at least, it says loyalty duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, personal courage. There's two of which of those values that really, really speak to me, selfless service and personal courage. There's some things that people in the armed forces are going to have to overcome mentally and physically that I'll never have to do. There's certain things that they're going to have to give up. They're going to have to sacrifice. I always, 
I, I, my, my real first encounter and first like story with a veteran, it was again when I was in ROTC and I was in college and a master sergeant was talking to, um, to the ROTC class. And he was our teacher and he was talking about himself. And he talked about how his wife had gone into labor and he had, and, and they had like scheduled it, they had scheduled like for him to be on leave, you know, when pretty much his wife was scheduled to deliver his daughter. And he went back home. He went back to the United States from the Middle East. And his wife didn't have the baby. And his allotted time was up. Like, you know, like the daughter wasn't born, so he had to go back. And I don't know if it was a couple of days or a couple of weeks later, maybe. I don't know the timing. But his daughter was born. And he missed his daughter's birthday. Her first birthday or her her, her birth at the very least. And it kind of hit me because that was something that everyone would love to see. I'm not a parent, but I would like to see it. If I had a kid, I would like to see my kid's, you know, my kid's birth. And he had missed it. And he had missed it because he had made a tremendous commitment to the army and to the country. And when you put that in perspective, you realize that a lot of veterans are having to make similar sacrifices. You know, in, in Texas, there's three things that we value most, faith, family, and football. And for, you know, for you to be in the military, you're going to have to put the military and the country over your faith and your family. That's, that's, that really, really speaks volumes to me because those are things that I don't, I don't necessarily know what I would put over. And it's like people put, you know, their, their religion Maybe not completely to the side, but they put it off, you know, off in the distance to a little bit to go serve their country. So I just kind of, so I want to say thank you to, uh, to all of the veterans because it really, really, it really, really like you, it really, really makes you think what people have to sacrifice to make sure that certain things are kept and held true in America. And that's kind of all I'll say. That's kind of like my my insight on the matter but going back to the women's national team sorry for that you know sorry sorry for that but <clears throat> the women's national team they beat england easily i might add spanked them like it was nothing like they were their moms put them on put them over their knee turned them over patted them on the on the butt a couple of times sent them back home to england i told you we took over france took over nowhere to hide england we're taking on the Netherlands Sunday at 11 o'clock, right? It better be at 11 o'clock. I got, I got Google on my computer. It always says we, we're going to play at 11 o'clock. It never happens at 11. USA versus Netherlands. I thought Germany was going to win it. They didn't. It's at 10 a.m. Sunday. Church. Ooh, got to go to church. Got to get churched. I'll be back just in time to watch it. Hopefully, it's actually at 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. We'll see. U.S. Women's Team. I got. I actually wrote down some notes for the U.S. Women's Team. Let me read them off to you. Rapino. She didn't start. Apparently, some type of calf strain or calf tear or whatever. She hurt herself. She didn't start. No Rapino, no problem. 9-10, U.S. goal, Kristen Press. 1-0, oh, 
the United States. Then England struck back at, I think, the 19th minute. Ellen White won one all, but not for long. 31 minute, Alex Morgan, Hera into the box. Sip some tea on her big birthday against the British. 2-1 U.S. 2-1 at the half for the U.S. Let me drink some water before I finish off this box score for the game. The 83rd minute penalty kick saved by Nair. Fantastic save. She knew she was going right. Nair looked at her. She's like, bitch, I know you're going right. So that's where I'm going. I'm going right. She caught it. England lost against the United States. You know what's funny? The French and the British are mortal enemies. They hate each other. They hate each other so much. So, 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 so much. And the French, they got all in their feelings. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding in their feelings? And they said, you know what? We're going to cheer for our mortal enemy. We're not going to cheer for the United States. They were cheering for their mortal enemy because we came into France and we took care of business. Nothing personal, French. We're here for the gold. That's what we're here for. They said, you know what? The United States, they beat us on our home turf. Let's boo them. Let's cheer for our mortal enemies, the British. And now the French lost three times on Tuesday. Because you lost to us, first and foremost. Got kicked out of your tournament in your home country. How does it feel to not even play soccer in your own country in the World Cup? I would feel pretty ashamed of myself if I were you. French team. Then something terrible happened. You cheered for your mortal enemy. That's a loss in and in of its own self. And then on top of that, your mortal enemy lost against the team that you should have been rooting for. Dog Nabbit were the Patriots. The Patriots is in the New England Patriots. We don't lose games. We don't lose games. Got a player who's almost in their 40s. We don't lose games, baby. We don't lose games. I don't, ah, man, it was boring. <laughs> it was it was pretty it was it was fun up until a certain point, but I mean the last half of the game, man, talk about a snooze fest. Talk there was not a lot for me to cheer about when you're watching soccer. I'm doggone it. I watch football and basketball, games where they actually score, where it's normal to score 14 points a game. Here it's abnormal for them to score more than three. Total. Puts you to sleep, man. I'm actually starting to fall asleep just thinking about it. But during that first half, where there was a little bit of back and forth, but once the United States, they, they gained control, once they gained full control over the over the game, it was a wrap. Those doggone British, they couldn't figure a way out. They couldn't figure a way out of it. United States came back with a vengeance. They won it whole crowd was going nuts because, of course, the United States, they came out in droves supporting the girls again. 
no surprise there. We travel, like like how how does how does England not send people over to the stadium? What? Like like we we are separated from our players from an ocean. Granted, it's the Atlantic Ocean, but it's still an ocean. You guys are literally like a cut like a hundred like. I don't know the distance, but it's not that far. It's like you can get on a train. You guys can't get on a train to support your national team? Mm, mm, mm. That's all I'll say on that. You won't get on a train to support your national... Listen, if if I knew that the US, that the United States women's team were playing anywhere near where I, was li- where I live, you bet your ass if there was a chair, if there was a seat, I would get my ass on that train... Ride that train to wherever I needed to ride it to. Guess what? I'm going to go see the United States women play and dominate the British. But for some weird reason, the FIFA, the FIBA, whatever teams you want to, whatever organizations you call it, they never have those types of games here at the United States, probably because they don't want people to come to their events. I guarantee you. Oh, man, if it was in Texas... It was in New York. New York may be a little bit crowded, but if it was like in one of those East Coast or West Coast cities, Jesus H. Christ. Nowhere to hide for all of the foreign teams. They would be on a hit list in a good way because fans would fans would pack, pack the stadiums. Pack them up. Pack them up, pack them up, pack them up. Well, the United States women's team, they didn't need to play in the United States to have a home crowd effect because we travel very, very great. They beat England, and, uh, you know, I'll celebrate. I don't know how I'll celebrate with um, with the United States beating the Netherlands team on Sunday. Final two stories. Final three stories. Actually, let me talk about Detroit Become Human first. So if you, um, if you don't know, Detroit Become Human... The PlayStation 4 exclusive, probably one of the best games of last year for the PlayStation. Very, very underrated game in my opinion. Sorry for that. It got... Really? Charge. 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 It's still like, it's still not charging, but I'm just going to continue for it. Let me try one thing. Hold on. There it goes. Now it's charging. Detroit Become Human, sorry about that. I know I said I was done with gaming. This is the last thing about gaming. Then I'll talk about Kawhi or Zeke. Then Kawhi, because again, Kawhi hasn't released a doggone thing. It's almost 6 o'clock. He hasn't said jack. But with Detroit Become Human being on the PlayStation Store instead of PES, I don't know why Sony did that. Apparently Konami, they were they were like, yeah, we, we got notified literally the exact same day as you guys did. And I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less if Pez was on. Listen, I don't get a lot of the PlayStation Store games. Want to know why I don't get a lot of the PlayStation Store games? Because they usually aren't games that I want. Like, let me let me let me boot up. No, I'm not gonna boot it up because I, it's gonna be a pain in the ass trying to get my PS4 up and running currently. I got a lot of stuff plugged into my computer, and not including my capture card. I would have to plug in my capture card. It may unplug the microphone. I don't want to deal with that mess. 
but it was uh, Detroit Become Human in like one other game. Like it used to be, I think a fan voted a fair which game you got for free. I think they should do that again. I really, really do. Because some of their games, I don't, I don't use the free game thing for PlayStation. There are some really, really great games that you got for PlayStation for being a PlayStation Plus subscriber member, like for example, Bloodborne and Just Cause Three, and now obviously Detroit Become Human. But I, I wish that you could be that it could be a fan voted affair, so that way it would be fair. Excuse me. Excuse me. And the extent of, at the very least, the fans are like, all right, we get to pick out maybe Bloodborne, maybe a Call of Duty game, maybe we have this, that. Like, I feel like it's not necessarily... Why do you have a PlayStation Plus subscriber membership? To play games online. I don't really understand why you would then say, all right, for PlayStation Plus, we're not going to have a bunch of online games. We're going to have a bunch of offline games. Like, see where I'm going? It doesn't make a lot of sense. So, that's kind of it for Detroit Become Human. Zeke met with Roger Goodell Wednesday. Won it, obviously, as he should. The dude freaking flopped. He flopped harder. He flopped harder than James Harden does all the time. Listen, I weigh, I'm 5'7", 145 pounds. Zeke could not have pushed me down the way that he pushed someone who's like 6 feet tall. Maybe like 6 feet, 180, 190. I weigh, I'm 5'7", 140, 145. Zeke could not have done to me what he did to him. He flopped. And he, he, Las Vegas police, I think, understood that he flopped. That's why they didn't brush charges on him, on Zeke. So we got no time. That's over with, thank God. Hopefully Zeke, it's, it's still early. It's still July. Hopefully Zeke is just in Dallas reading Playing video games, you know, going to sleep. I don't know what Zeke does. Hopefully he's not doing something. Hopefully if he parties, hopefully he's not partying too ridiculously hard. But Jesus Christ, man. I really, really want Zeke to just stay his butt inside and not move a muscle. I want him to stay inside, not move. Want to know why? Because I want him to play football. Missed six games in 2017. Doggone it. We could have used them. Do you realize how much it sucks to not have Ezekiel Elliott on the Cowboys? He's the butter on our bread. Dak is the bread, but, you know, but, what, what, but butter, butter makes bread in, in, infinitesimally better. Who eats bread without butter? I sure as hell don't. And I hate bread, and I love butter. I hate bread because it's literally only carbs, but it's like, Jesus Christ, bread without butter? What are you doing? I want Zeke to play football. Zeke, stop getting suspended. Stop getting into trouble. Jesus Christ, you're the best running back in the league, and you play for Cowboys. We can win a fucking Super Bowl. Super Bowl in 20 years! If Zeke keeps going the way that he's going, he's going to be a, like, like one of the top 10 Running backs ever. Ever. I'm not even joking on that matter. I think he's better than Peterson. I think he's better than every running back pretty much that's come out. 
in like the past 10 to 15 years. He's such a freaking good running back, but he's so troublesome. It's like, why, dude, why can't you just sit your butt down like Dak Prescott? Jesus Christ. Every single offseason, every single offseason with Zeke, man. It's something. It's something with Zeke. I love the guy. He does. On Sunday, listen, I'm not questioning his talent. His talent. On Sunday. In fact, I'm about to eat my ice cream like I eat Zeke because it's it's melted. I got it over an hour ago. It's melted. It's like a puddle. I'm eating like Zeke. Hold on. Let me eat like Zeke. I had to rehydrate. Sorry if you heard that like that disgusting squelch. I gotta cool myself down. It's still 81 degrees in my room. I want Zeke to stay like Sam Smith. But he may have to go before you wake me up. He doesn't get his act together. And why does he always date someone like, oh, man. Come on, man. Like, Zeke needs a good girl. Zeke needs a, a, a Gabrielle Union. Let, let me look this. Let me look this. Let me look this up. Let me look this Zeke story up. He needs, like, a Gabrielle Union. He needs, like, a, um, a, uh, a Sierra. Damn it. He needs somebody. God damn it. Why? Why, man? Jesus Christ, man. This girl is like in, in some like ridiculous booty shorts. I always wonder this. So they're in like Las Vegas. So it's a desert. I guess she's wearing a hoodie, but she must be really cold. <laughs> like that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm, I'm seeing her in some booty shorts and I'm like, Man, she must be really, really cold. My God dang, man. Jesus Christ. Zeke is hella drunk. He's walking around eating stuff. My God damn it, Zeke. Yep, I mean, she's in some booty shorts. It's like midnight. She's in some booty shorts. I'm like, Zeke, come on. Come, 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 come on, man. Come on. You're killing me out here. Here comes the flop. I'm watching this brother flop. Boom. Nice flop, brother. Couldn't get Zeke. Later, Gator. I would say I would see you soon, but you don't play in the NFL. <laughs> Neither do I. This dude is actually fucking tall. He, he's almost as tall, if not. Like, he's a little bit shorter than Zeke. Maybe it's his actual, like, demeanor. Maybe he's shorter than... I don't want to. I don't want to shit on this guy. I don't want to shit on this guy. You know, he, he's a college student. He, he's nineteen. But the dude flopped. He knows, and he and he's smiling, and he knows he fucking flopped too. I wish I could see him flopping, but whoever recorded the freaking video recorded it. Freaking, like if you're gonna follow Ezekiel Elliott round, hey, hey TMZ, hey TMZ guy. Next time you record Ezekiel Elliott, maybe you do it with your phone turned freaking sideways so that way we don't get black bars. Because I'm getting a whole bunch of black bars right now. 
Zeke is even like, he's drunk, but he's even like, bro, I didn't even touch you. And he's flopping. Flopping harder than James Harden. Get out of my way. And you know the brother, you, you know that the security guard said some crap to Zeke. The, the guy's like, man, I've been a fan of Dallas, man. I look up to Zeke. He didn't apologize. You know he said something to Zeke. Come on, man. Stop all that trifling mess. Watching the flop again. Boom. Flop. Zeke didn't even touch him. Flop like James Harden. The guy thought that he was going to get some money, some straight cash. But he just picked up a cold, hard L. Didn't get jack. Except now his football coach knows that he flops when he gets touched. Moving on from the Zeke. Is that it? Really, is that it? I could, I could go on and on and on about that flop, man. Man, there's nothing. There is. There's nothing. There really is nothing, man. Really? There's nothing? Oh, man. There really is nothing. There's there's nothing about Kawhi. Listen. I think Kawhi is going to the Lakers. Whatever happens, I think he's going to the Lakers. Despite the leaks, despite him winning a championship with the Raptors, despite probably the Raptors being, I think, a better place for him, he's not really... I don't think... I think he, he's from California, but I don't think he's an L.A. guy, right? He's quiet. He has a demeanor like that. He doesn't necessarily, you know... He, he's very, very en enigmatic. But I don't... I don't see him staying in, in I think he I think he wants to go home. I think he wants to go to LA. And the allure of winning a championship with three teams, a feat that him and LeBron could do together. And then on top of that, you also gotta think about like the Lakers winning a champ when when was the last time the Lakers won a freaking championship? They won like 10 or 20. How many? Hold on. Good God, the Lakers have just won a shit ton of champ. Let, 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 me, let me read you all of their championships, right? I've never seen a team or an organization with this many wins, with this many championships. They've won in 1990, 1980, out of uh, almost probably any other team ever. I've never seen 16 championships for one team. But I think that he's going to sign with the, with the Lakers. It's been nine years since they've won it, maybe 
10 when they do win it, depending on if they get him. But if they get Kawhi, if LeBron gets Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis, and he got Kyle Kuzma, damn. That's a lot of star power. And I think he's going to get it. LeBron right now, he's probably chilling at the crib. Big, big LeBron chilling at the crib, drinking some mimosas, living his doggone best life. Waiting for the call, waiting for Kawhi to say, hey, bro, LeBron, let's do it. I'm coming to L.A., baby. Hold on. Let me play something. Send you off. want to send you off with some good fucking vibes. Hold on. There's only one L.A. guy that I can play. Only one L.A. guy that I can play. Street Science, you're on the air. What do you feel when you hear a record like Tupac's new one? I love Tupac's new record. Right, but don't you feel like that creates uh, tension between East and West? He's talking about killing people. I had sex with your wife and not in those words. Don't misquote him! He's talking about I want to see you deceased. Listen, I think he's going to go to L.A. I think he's going to stay in L.A. I think they may, if depending on how long he stays in L.A., I think they may win three championship games. I think they may win three. And if they win three, guess who has six? That's right, King James. Shut him up, baby. Shut him up. This has been 24. This is my podcast. We talk about gaming. We talk about sports. I know the introduction was a little bit wonky. No, this podcast was a little bit wonky. Hey, sometimes I got to improvise, baby. I had to provide myself with some energy. I, I was hot. I was heated. Doggone it, I was dehydrated. I had to eat ice cream like I was Ezekiel Elliott. It's, it's, it's melted into a puddle on my desk. Had to drink two water bottles. But I figured out how to get it done. I don't know if I'll be podcasting tomorrow, but I will try. Until my next podcast, this has been 24. Signing off.